You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That is our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. We're following every Carolina Panthers game. I'm live right there, breaking it all down. Also, anytime there's any breaking news. I'll pop up there live and break it all down with you. If you ever miss a single edition of Locked On Panthers on YouTube, it's okay. You can check us out wherever you listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday, unless it's a holiday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. But I'll be back here on the 30th, answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions yet again. And if you want to participate, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON. That's in all caps, so it's promo code LOCKEDON. If you want to download the game there, ultimate-gm.com. Okay, so the Carolina Panthers bounce back in a big way, putting up the best offensive performance in franchise history in their 37-23 win against the Detroit Lions on Christmas Eve. 570 total yards, 320 on the ground. Both franchise records also have franchise records in total yards in the first half and rushing yards in the first half. So four, count them, four franchise records set by an offense. Quarterback by Sam Darnold and coordinated by Ben McAdoo. I gave them my flowers on Saturday and never thought we would see that kind of performance after watching one of the most anemic Panthers offenses and offenses in the NFL in the last decade for the first part of the season when Matt Rule was still the head coach here in Carolina. But off of that win, Panthers head coach Steve Wilkes spoke to the media on Monday, as he typically does following Carolina Panthers game. Of course, Christmas Day was on Sunday, so he came back on Monday on Boxing Day, as it is referred to over in England, to give us an update on J.C. Horn, who I did not get into this on Saturday. I knew he went out. In the game, it looked like some friendly fire. He was holding his wrist. There was concern going into the end of that game on how serious it would be. I saw Brian Burns did tell Vash Ty Hurd of Carolina Blitz in the locker room that it's broken and that they don't know what's going to happen. He was saying, hey, if it's really bad, I don't want to see him play the rest of the season. Steve Wilkes couldn't give much of an update at all following the Panthers game on Saturday. He did give an update on Monday saying that J.C. Horn does, in fact, have a broken wrist and will have surgery on Tuesday. And after that, they will determine his availability, whether he can play on Sunday or next Sunday in New Orleans or in the playoffs, potentially, or if he's done for the rest of the season. When I first saw it, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, there's Trey Hendrickson right now playing defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals with a broken wrist. He has a cast on it. He has a little bit of mobility with his fingers, but he's basically playing through pain. It's his pain tolerance. The Bengals are a team 
trying to get back to the Super Bowl, trying to be the number one seed in the AFC, and he's fighting through it at a much more physical position on the defensive line than J.C. Horn playing corner. Now, obviously, J.C. Horn's going to need that hand to try and deflect balls, to try and intercept passes as well, and he plays a physical position, but of course not nearly the same blows you take on a defensive line. So I'm thinking that's it's possibility he could play, but it's up to the doctors. And Steve Wilkes didn't really give us much other than saying, like, hey, guys, I don't know. I'll find out afterwards. Sometimes the surgery goes well and he can come right back. Sometimes it doesn't go as well and he's got to wait until next season. And certainly hope that's not the case considering the Panthers have a huge test on the road against Tampa Bay. Say what you will about a Bucks team that should be ashamed of themselves for even having to go overtime against Trace McSurley and the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday night. But they won that game. They're still a game ahead of Carolina. And if they went on Sunday in Tampa, they win the NFC South for the second year in a row. So say what you will about them. It is a massive opportunity for the Carolina Panthers, and you certainly do not want to be down one of your best defensive players and a player who, quite frankly, was one of the biggest snubs this year as far as the Pro Bowl goes. Now, here is one thing. They might replace J.C. Horn with eight-year-ago version of J.C. Horn in Josh Norman. So apparently, Josh Norman... Came into Carolina on Monday for a workout. Now, I'm recording this at 3.34 on Monday. Going to get this out to you later. So, by the time this comes out, Josh Norman likely has already been signed as a Carolina Panther. It was Joe Person, who I first believe reported that Josh Norman was going to come in for a workout with the expectation that he would sign with the Carolina Panthers. Steve Wilkes said he discussed with Panthers general manager Scott Bitter on Monday the possibility of bringing in Norman, who has experience in the league. He brings veteran leadership. And most importantly, according to Wilkes, he has their DNA that he understands the culture that they're building right now in Carolina, and he understands the element of play that they're looking for because Josh Norman has played here before, as we know, under Steve Wilkes, which is why we've all really fallen in love with Steve Wilkes because he comes from an era here in Carolina with the Panthers with the four or five playoff appearances and have went to the Super Bowl and lost to Denver, but he comes from an era of a lot of beloved players that we've seen recently get kicked out the door. Now, it's been six years since we saw Josh Norman leave when Dave Gettleman rescinded the franchise tag, and it's still wild to think that that happened. And it's been a long time since Josh Norman has really been that high caliber of a player. And we'll talk about what kind of impact he can make. But in a way, it makes sense. It's a player you have familiarity with. It's a player who's not going to be asked to do too much. And it's someone that possibly can help you the next two weeks to get to the playoffs. But more importantly, on Sunday. Now, they're hoping... Steve Wilkes is that he's going to be in good enough shape, shape that he can play on Sunday. And he's had conversation with Josh Norman about, you know, what would be expected of him and what he could give. And it's not like he's going to go out there and start. Steve Wilkes also said that Keith Taylor, he has a, a total confidence in Keith Taylor, that he can go out there and play opposite of C.J. Henderson. Not necessarily the situation that you wanted at this point in time of the season. But with Dante out for the rest of the season and J.C., we'll see, likely out on Sunday, that's where the Panthers are. So you had to add some sort of depth And Josh Norman represents that depth at 35 years old and having not played a single game this season in 2022. So, hey, welcome back, Josh Norman. Never thought I would see this. I certainly was not happy um, when Dave Gettleman rescinded the franchise tag. It worked out, I guess, in the long term for Carolina, considering that Norman never has been a pro bowler or an all-pro since that 2015 season when the Panthers went 15-1. He went to Washington, got the bag, but struggled, went to Buffalo, didn't have a massive impact, played last year in San Francisco. So maybe Gettleman was right in a way, but also 
having guys like Zach Sanchez and James Bradbury and Daryl Worley be young rookies playing at corner in the NFL led to that 300-yard receiving day from Julio Jones that we try not to remember. So Josh Norman, looking like he's back here in Carolina, as again, as I'm recording this, 337 on Monday afternoon, he probably is here. So the expectation that he will sign, so he probably has already signed by now barring any sort of issues with the physical and his workout on Monday afternoon here in Carolina. Um, so as far as the playoffs go, though, Steve Wilkes is still trying to keep the focus on his team and the individuals and the opportunity that they have ahead of him this week. Not in totality as far as winning the division, but as far as what is ahead of them against who we call the best to ever do it in Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have barely – won over the last couple weeks and stayed one game ahead of the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints heading into the final two weeks of the season. We'll break down what the Panthers need to do, but not just them, but New Orleans and Tampa need to do in order to win the NFC South and just kind of the odds as it pertains to ESPN's FPI and some of the other uh, metrics out there heading into this Week 17 matchup in Tampa Bay. So they're focusing on this week, not so much the playoffs, but we all know they win this Sunday. They are right there in the catbird seat, needing to go to New Orleans and win that game to also be a playoff team. And the Saints, the Panthers win, would have something to play for as well, potentially, on that Sunday afternoon. As far as injury updates, Andre Roberts, who's missed most of the season with any issue, was brought in here to be a return man, has spent time with Chris Tabor before, who's special teams coordinator here in Carolina. He's been an all-pro returner. The Panthers struggled in a return game we saw again on Sunday. Shai Smith, who has been a liability out there, muffing a kick, got absolutely lit up. I'm not quite sure what his status is. I think he's probably fine. Raheem Blackshear's come in, and he's also returning kicks and punts. But they need Andre Roberts. And Steve Wilkes has talked about he progressed well last week, and they're hoping that he can give him a spark in a return game this upcoming Sunday. So I would imagine Andre Roberts will finally be active come Sunday when the Panthers play Tampa Bay in what is going to be a massive game here in the NFC South. But again, the headline is Josh Norman came to Carolina on Monday for a workout with the expectation that he will sign and that he will actually play and be a contributor on Sunday in the key Week 17 matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that could decide the NFC South. So what kind of impact should we realistically expect from Josh Norman, a 35-year-old who has not played all season long? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Y'all, I'm really geeked out by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. You ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your own football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency, and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Panthers listeners, that means you, get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON. That's LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm, that's ultimate-gm, excuse me, .com. The Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. This episode of Locked on Panthers is also brought to you by our friends over at Turo. Turo 
is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. At Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and in Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for your family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for your for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every, every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. Okay, so Josh Norman is about to be a Carolina Panther again. Might already be a Carolina Panther by the time you're watching this video or if when you're listening to it, I'm going to check my phone right now to make sure there has been no announcement. Um, okay, David Newton of ESPN.com is saying the Panthers will bring back cornerback Josh Dorman uh, to see if he can contribute. So there we go. That's at least from David Newton uh, waiting for other people. That was retweeted by Adam Schefter. I know how y'all feel about David Newton. I don't want to be disrespectful. So it looks like it's official, but... Still waiting officially from the Carolina Panthers as I'm going to go to Panthers Twitter right now and see if they've announced it. Not just not quite yet, but looks like it's going to happen. Josh Norman going to be a Carolina Panther again or is a Carolina Panther again by time again you're watching or listening to this show wherever you well on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. So now what's. Ponder this. What kind of impact can Josh Norman have and what really should we expect out of Josh Norman on Sunday and potentially next Sunday against New Orleans if J.C. Horn plays or if he's out? Well, one thing we shouldn't expect is for him to start. Steve Wilkes came out there and said that right off the bat, that he would not expect anyone under the same circumstances to come in and to be given that kind of workload as a starter and play that many snaps. He likened it to T.J. Carey, who the Panthers brought in a couple weeks ago, and that he would be a rotational guy. And T.J. Carey, a veteran, is certainly had his ups and downs that we saw against Seattle, and he's provided depth, which the Carolina Panthers have been decimated for the second year in a row at that cornerback position with J.C. Horn now injured and potentially out for the rest of the season. Dante Jackson out for the rest of the season. We've seen C.J. Henderson miss some time. We've seen Miles Hartsfield, who's played more of a nickel position, miss some time. We've seen everyone miss time in that cornerback room. So Josh Horn is going to come in and provide a body at the very least. So he's 35 years old, hasn't played all season long. The last time he played was last season with the 49ers, appearing in 15 games to 14 starts. He picked off one pass, had seven forced fumbles, which is really good. And that's a Niners team with Jimmy Garoppolo that went all the way to the NFC title game a year ago. So Josh Norman, I don't remember whether he was healthy enough for that or not, but Josh Norman was a key contributor for a Niners team that finished second in the NFC, losing to the eventual Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. So it shows you that, He's not that far removed from having to play meaningful snaps and be asked to be a key player on a defense. Now, by no means is Josh Norman the same player that we saw in 2014. And it's funny because we talk about the parallels between this year and 2014 and starting out 3-8-1 then and not too long ago being, what was it, 3-7? and seven? I, can't, I can't even remember. The, the records have been so ridiculous. But 5-9 and nine this past Sunday, but being 3-8-1 and one, and now 5-9 and nine, and then potentially – this team winning three straight like they did that year to go 7-8-1. and one. If they win three straight to finish the season, the Panthers would be 8-9. and nine, They would be division champions, and they'd play, host a home playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. But during that stretch run, 
with Cam Newton, of course, and a lot of those players that would come back in 2015 and lead the NFL's best offense in a team that would be 15-1, and one, Josh Norman emerged there in 2014. A lot of folks like to say, oh, Josh Norman only had one good season in 2015. No, 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 no. If you watched the Panthers in 2014, which I wouldn't blame you if you're not a Panthers fan and didn't watch it, Josh Norman really emerged that year for the Carolina Panthers. He was excellent in 2014, especially down the stretch. And my thought was that J.C. Horn could play that Josh Norman role. Now here we are, eight years later, Josh Norman may be playing that same role, but likely not as Keith Taylor and C.J. Henderson are me the guys giving the nod. But who knows how things play out, potentially, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, with injuries on Sunday, that Josh Norman might be thrust into that role where he needs to be a guy who's marking um, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Russell Gage, whoever might be out there for Tampa Bay on Sunday. I think you really should expect him to go out there, play maybe a dozen snaps, depending on the package. Probably He's probably there in a dime package, have him play a dozen snaps, and really not expect that much from him on Sunday. I would not go out there and expect the all-pro that we saw in 2015. Because if you really look at it, Josh Norman has not been the same player since he left Carolina. And really, since he was forced out the door um, from Carolina by, by David Gettleman, the former GM here. So to expect now 35 years old, while he might have played a ton of snaps last year, no one has been banging on Josh Norman's door this season. In a way, it's kind of like Cam Newton last year, the Panthers. Now, it makes more sense because of the dynamics of this team, where they're at right now, and of course, who the head coach is. But still, like last year, they brought in Cam in a way, as kind of a desperation, like, hey, we need to come in here, help save the season. Now, Josh Norman playing corner as a rotational guy and not playing quarterback, completely different. But the parallel is, like, no one was really banging on Cam's door last year. No one's really banging on Josh Norman's door. So we should have real expect, we should have realistic expectations, rather, of what we sh- would expect to see from them, which should not be a lot out of Josh Norman. Come in play 12 snaps, maybe 15, whatever they want, if they want to stretch him a little bit, and just keep the guy in front of you. Don't make mistakes. Do the best you can, but if he does, don't be that surprised because he hasn't been playing football, and he hasn't really been playing football at a high level over the last couple of seasons. I'm not trying to sit here and poo-poo it. He is a depth guy, and the depth concerns are real. Again, with C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, T.J. Carey, the only <clears throat> the only true corners on the roster that you can also bring into Miles Hartsfield as safety or you can play him in nickel. So with those four guys – you need to add somebody who's a veteran and someone who understands the scheme that they want to they want to run here in Carolina, and you got that in Josh Norman. So at the very least, he's someone who understands the scheme, understands what they want to do here in Carolina as far as just like the, the culture. He can easily come in here, fit in, not be any sort of concern, and then the hope is that he can give you some good reps. Is he going to you know go out there and be a game changer? I, I wouldn't expect that. It's possible, but you can never count it out. But no, he's coming in here, play a couple snaps. Please don't make any mistakes, and we'll see how it goes. And it's a court bad timing if JC can't play. I'm I'm still going to hold out hope um, that he will because he, he's getting wrist surgery. He can put on maybe a cast, a club, whatever it is. We also have to think about, you know, long-term future of JC Horn. It sucks now two and a years in a row. He had the foot last year that cost the majority of the season. He's had issue with his hip this year, foot early on uh, during training camp when he was on the pup list. Now this – you know, injury is part of the game. I'm not going to sit here and say he's injury prone. It's just unfortunate a player of his caliber who's so great when he's on the field has had to deal with that, especially like that one on Sunday t- or Saturday, rather. That's just tough luck. 
And that's just bad luck for that to happen to him. So hopefully he can play. I think it's a possibility because it's the worst possible time. I know Tampa's offense has not been great. I mean, they're terrible the first three quarters in the fourth quarter. When they get desperate, they start throwing it around the yard. They're like, okay, they look good. Uh, but it's the worst time. Dap C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, T.J. Carey, and now Josh Norman go up against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Russell Gage. you got to hope that J.C. Horn can gut it out and play, that the doctors will clear him more, most importantly, more importantly. And, of course, that he can't be any more damage after he has that surgery. So we'll see how it works out. But Josh Norman coming here to Carolina, uh, don't expect that much from him. Be realistic about it. But it's possible that he can make a play and be, uh, be a difference maker. But he's not going to be the key difference maker we have Derek Brown now we have JC Horn we have Brian Burns those guys Shaq Thompson Frankie Louva those guys on defense who we're really supposed to be expecting the most out of on Sunday if they can get something positive from Josh Norman then it's a successful signing if they don't get anything positive out of him well he's 35 hasn't played all year and what more could you really expect so hopefully it will be the positive rather than the negative but we'll see how it plays out here uh, throughout the week and heading into Sunday against Tampa Bay now, heading into Sunday against Tampa Bay, the Carolina Panthers, they right now have a 30% chance, according to ESPN's FPI, to win the NFC South. Well, the Buccaneers, of course, have a higher percentage, and the New Orleans Saints have a teensy tiny chance to still win a division. We'll break down the NFC South division chances for both the Bucs, the Panthers, and the Saints here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, y'all, I've been telling y'all about Price Picks all season long now, and I hope that you've been playing, and I hope you keep playing even after the NFL season is over because there's so many other sports you can play it with. So how does Price Picks work? You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than your Price Picks projection, you win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the National Football League, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, uh, the WNBA, NASCAR, tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and north of the border to us in Canada. Download the PriceFix app or go to PriceFix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% into deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So this is how it works. If you deposit $100, PriceFix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PriceFix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. When you download the PriceFix app or go to PriceFix.com today. Okay, so the NFC South is now down to three teams. The Atlanta Falcons have officially been eliminated following the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' 19-16 overtime win against the Arizona Cardinals in the desert on Sunday Night Football. Bye, Falcons. You suck. I told you you would suck again this year. And you basically torpedoed your playoff hopes. Now Marcus Mariota is out for the rest of the year, but they were already going to play Desmond Ritter. But you torpedoed them by, you know, having a third-round rookie. So, good luck with that. See you later. Don't care. Arthur Smith's still a Tar Heel. Kind of feel bad for him, but honestly, it's the Falcons. Kick rocks. You suck. So, that means the Tampa Bay, Carolina, and New Orleans are the only three teams remaining in the NFC South. There's four teams, of course, that have a chance to win the division. Now, looking at it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, FPI, for short, it's a predictive measure. According to them, they have a 67.4% chance to go to the playoffs. It's that high because if Tampa Bay wins on Sunday against Carolina, they win a division. 
Would not matter what happens in their final game of the year at at Tampa, at uh, Atlanta. Rather, they beat Carolina on Sunday. It's a wrap. It's over. They are division champs for the second year in a row, despite being terrible this cup this season. Now, Panthers are also terrible. So are the Saints, and of course, the Falcons are the worst. The Panthers currently have a thirty point six percent chance, according to the Football Power Index (FPI). What they need to do, we already know, very simply, win on Sunday, and then win next Sunday. At New Orleans, win your games. And that's my favorite thing to do. Tampa Bay, just win your game. Carolina, just win your games. You're in. Don't back door your way in. Win and you're in. The Panthers got a mulligan. They almost got a huge break again on Sunday um, night when Tampa Bay almost lost to the Cardinals to where had they beaten Tampa, it would have been a wrap maybe right then and there. I think it would have been. Potentially also with the Saints if the Saints would have lost. And there's still a possibility that that happens. But um, the New Orleans Saints, though, have a 2% chance if they win their last two against Philadelphia, who may or may not have Jalen Hurts, and then they play Carolina, duh, and then Tampa Bay loses to Carolina and Atlanta, they will be in the playoffs. But not likely to happen. So the Panthers and Bucks on Sunday, that is going to dictate who ends up winning the division. Now, I'm pretty sure that Tampa right now, they are right now, they're tied with Carolina. The Panthers, if they go out, beat Tampa Bay, and New Orleans then loses on Sunday against the Eagles, I think that's the division right there. Now, maybe I should pull up 538 right now just to make sure I'm not out here telling y'all lies. All right, so let's go through it. Panthers, let's give them a dub against... The Buccaneers, let's go ahead and give the Saints a big fat L against the Philadelphia Eagles. Nope, doesn't win it for them. So they didn't have to go follow it up, beat New Orleans. Where's the check mark? Where's the check mark? Hmm. And yeah, well, then even whatever. Then if Tampa wins against Atlanta. Carolina should still win a division, so obviously. So even if Tampa loses, doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as yeah, if Tampa if Carolina goes out there, beats New Orleans, then the Saints lose to the Eagles. That's it. Yep, there we go. It's five thirty eight slow sometimes. So yeah, so they can win a division as they just went through it very slowly and live here on the show. <laughs> Bet it's great audio to listen to that. Um, yeah, so the Panthers beat Tampa Bay on Sunday, and then New Orleans loses to Philadelphia. The Panthers will have won the division. So there you go, folks. That's all they got to do. It is very likely the Carolina Panthers will be division champions on Sunday night. <laughs> it's possible. Well, now the thing's doing this weird thing again. It, they're gonna. It's it's a wrap. If they do that, beat. It's a wrap. Because then, yeah, they they would already have the tiebreaker. Or they would have the tiebreaker against the Bucks, even if they lose. Uh, I guess, well, I guess the Bucks would have to lose again, wouldn't they? Never mind. They wouldn't be division champions. God, I suck at this. All right, y'all got what I'm saying. Okay, win your next two, you're in. But I was I was trying to think that they had another opportunity. Okay, it's very simple. Win your next two, you're in the playoff. You're in the playoffs. So sorry. Looking, I was trying to I was trying to finagle it. It was tell me yes, tell me no. So simply, Tampa wins on Sunday, they're in. If Carolina wins both, they're in. If New Orleans wins both and then also gets Tampa to lose twice, 
they're in. So there it is, a very long way to tell you something that was very simple, and I was, for whatever reason, trying to go crunch the numbers when they're right there in front of me in my notes. I'm an idiot. Okay, but the Bucks though, I mean, they're 4-6 and six over the last 10 games. All The three victories, three of those four victories, were over the Rams, who were terrible, the Saints, who were terrible, and the Cardinals, who were terrible, and they all required fourth-quarter comebacks. They're not playing good football. If anything, I guess the Saints and Panthers are the teams that are ascendant. Uh, the Saints still out there, Andy Dalton. That's just wild to me. And the Panthers, up and down, but that rushing attack and offense on Sunday or Saturday was spectacular. So hopefully that's what we see again Sunday afternoon against Tampa Bay. So, again, Bucks win on Sunday. It's over. Panthers win the last two. They're in. That's it. So let's not go any over any more scenarios because I'm sure I'll bungle them. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Again, y'all be sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. Check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, subscribe there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. At me, DM me to participate in this week's edition of the Weekly Friday Mailbag. Um, but in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Wednesday. <laughs>